episode of Learned, the podcast, with your hosts, Dr. John Paul and Kevin Allred. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Learned. I am Miss Rona. Uh, I am uh, still here as, <laughs> as Tisha. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm still here. Here, <laughs> here. That video will never, ever die well, in my head. I will always yeah. see her pop locking. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. It has been a quick second. Um, but otherwise, we are here and we are still alive. And I guess that's something that we have to just be thankful for. <laughs> We've got to be thankful. Like, How are you doing, sis? Um, I'm I'm. I mean, truly, I'm, I've fucking had it. Um, <laughs> I have just had it. I was doing fine. And the past couple days, something, I've just, I'm out of patience. I'm out yeah. of, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's the same being in California and I don't know, like, just even looking out my window, I don't even have to go outside, but just like seeing yeah. everyone breaking all the stupid rules and I'm like, ah, what is everyone doing? Yeah. You want to scream. And I, I know, live, I feel, I, well, I live right, I live right above a cafe. Like our building okay. has four apartments on second and third floor. And then the bottom, the, you know, street level is a cafe and a plant shop. So the plant shop is closed because it's not essential, but obviously the cafe can stay open for like delivery and pickup. And so mm-hmm. everyone just, you know, you're supposed to stay six feet apart, which is difficult in New York generally, but like they're just congregated outside my door. So even if I have to like go out, take the trash out, you know, whatever the building's door, mm-hmm. you just can't like some woman just turned her head and coughed directly on me oh no i think that's really what like pivoted me to intense anger (laughs) i would scream i would and just no face mask no um you know didn't even cover her mouth just was like i was like honey let do you Mm -mm. i mean on a Mm -mm. on a good day where everyone is healthy i would be like gross cover your mouth girl right and on a day like this to just have and then she had a kid that was just like running around and touching everything and i'm like oh i'm gonna need people to get it together because i'm gonna need to get the hell up out this house no i I think that that's that's been the biggest thing for me i've been telling people and i I think we'll get into it a little bit later about how i'm especially when we get into our pet peeves Mm. for the episode I am genuinely like once we get on the playground, I'm literally going to let people have it because I am so over people not following directions and not following the rules, specifically people. I mean, just I, yeah, I don't even want to we'll go down come, that rabbit we'll, hole just now. We'll return. We're going to come back to sorry, it. But, I, I, I took oh, us no, there. No, 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 but... no, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. I just think it's a very real feeling. It's a very real thing. And I feel I feel like for myself. I like I tweeted this morning how I was feeling because I was like just a moment of transparency like I've been trying to play this whole game of like okay I can do it I'm good like I work from home anyway like you know this is not a big deal this is not a problem and today I just woke up being like we're all gonna die <laughs> and, I'm like, and, and I'm going 
feeling like, what do I, how do I fight this feeling of like every five seconds feeling like I'm going to die? And then I feel like I've also like, so I don't know if you've been watching or if you've been keeping up, but there are all these articles coming out from like USA Today and CNN talking about people being sick from like November through like now and people asking the question, like, what did I have COVID back in November? Yeah. And not like no one did anything about it. And I honestly was telling someone I was going back and forth with someone on Facebook that I had to say like for myself, like, yeah, I think I had it because in January I have never gotten so sick. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember, yeah, but there yeah, was yeah. a time where we kept like playing yeah. back and forth with each other and I kept going, I'm not getting any better and I don't know what's going on. And it, I feel like I had it. So it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's really a lot and I'm really over it, but you know, we're here and we're going to give you all a good show. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a good show considering <laughs> we don't really, we have a lot to talk about and nothing to talk about all at the same time. I feel like so. that's how everyone's feeling though. So maybe just listening to us talk about mm -hmm. nonsense will, will give you an hour of something to uh, do just, in your house when, yeah. Uh, when when all else fails and everything else feels terrible. So so like I said, this week, everybody, we are going to be doing a complete pop culture episode. We don't really have a theme. This is just an episode There's, where me... There can be no themes during a pandemic. You just have to le really? leave the theme at the door and just... Yeah, there it. is no thing. Wing it. And so there has been a lot. I mean, and then that's the other thing, too. There's been so much that's been happening on social media that Ugh. it's been kind of hard to keep up. But I think the biggest thing, and I've had many people ask me, John, what are your thoughts on this? And as you all probably already know where this is going, we are going to talk a smidge. We're not going to do everything related to Tiger King. However, we are going to get into talking about Tiger King for just a little bit. So... Kevin, I know you have not, like, watched it, watched it, but what are your initial <laughs> thoughts? Oh, I, no, I have not finished the, the season, whatever, the, so when I first heard about it, like, it only dropped a couple weeks ago, it feels like it's been out for 32 years, because mm -hmm. <laughs> time is moving very differently now that we're all at home, um, or should be at home, uh, First of all, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> As most people did. And I didn't have any real desire to see what it was. <laughs> but then everyone's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Did you? Oh my God. Like, so I was like, okay, okay. And sometimes when things get too much hype, I'm like, I'm just going to wait for it. Because when someone, when everyone is talking about one thing, it's hard for me to like objectively take it in and not be like i don't i hate this because everyone's hyping it up so much right um and you were texting me you're like you gotta watch you gotta watch i'm like okay fine if, Do if dr <laughs> john paul says and then I, so i watched the first episode it's all i've i mean to go back now and watch the rest because we've had some <laughs> back and forth about miss carol um right. but no and let's get it correct now it's not just Carol Baskin. It's that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> I, and those are not my words. Those, those are, are Joe's words. Those are Joe's <laughs> words. So we need to make sure. So whenever I refer to Carol Baskin, I am referring to her as Joe would say. Joe Exotic, Mr. Exotic um, says, that bitch, Carol Baskin. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to make a note. So <laughs> I, 
first of all, I don't like things where animals are mistreated. So that's a Same. that's a hard Same. thing for me to get past. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I'm just I when I watched the first episode, I just felt really depressed. Like I wasn't. <laughs> I, not like my life is like that or anything, but I was just like, what is mm-hmm. like, and I think part of it is that I don't like that he becomes this cultural meme, like this thing yeah. that every, yeah. cause I'm like this trash ass motherfucker is like, I don't know. Now people are, stories are being written about how racist he is like, Oh, Right. Big, big surprise. <laughs> like, And that was the thing. Like, as I was watching it, I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's not one black person on this entire place. Between the three of them, there wasn't really any black individuals. And I think the only person that had, like, a little bit of melanin in their body was Dylan. So I'm thinking to myself, like, that's the only, like, th- for me, like, I was like, when people were like, oh, he's racist, I just was like, oh, my God, color me shot. Right, I know. Like, or anybody, yeah. Something about, like, and the producers could have, like, addressed, I don't know, because people have been, you can find videos of him all over the place, of course. He's right. filming all the time, and, you know, there's videos of him being like, why can't I say the N-word? Like, mm. we know you want to say that word. It's just, right. But because the producers and the directors didn't address it, it kind of feels like they were trying to make you, oh, this lovable... White uh-huh. trash. I mean, I say white trash lovingly. I don't mean it offensively. Um, yeah. <laughs> as a white person, I'm going to say white trash. Um, and you get that luxury. And I, get I, to, I tend to stay away. I, to I tend to stay away from that. And also, like, I grew up with people that look exactly like it. Like, mm-hmm. I, so maybe that was more of why I was just like, oh, this makes me feel icky. Like it doesn't yeah. make me go, Oh my God, what's going to happen next? I was just kind of like grossed yeah. out at him and sad, but then not that sad. Cause he's not a great person to feel sad about, but like he has mm-hmm. had shitty things, whatever. And like the gay part and like, that's all mm-hmm. sad. And someone told me his husbands were straight, which I didn't really understand, but yeah, so let's okay. So you're gonna let's, have to let's, break it let's down. Roll this back because you're getting into a lot of different I'm webs, sorry. and I think I'm the perfect person. No, you're, don't be sorry because that's what we came here for. So you know, you're you're giving me the perspective of like, okay, I just tipped my head into this, mm. but for me, I was like in th- like I literally devoured this entire thing in a day. <laughs> so like, and then went back and rewatched it no. for parts that I missed <sighs> because I was like, I want to make sure that when I give my critique of this, that I can give it from a place where it is very very well researched. So. Starting off, like, the, the the general thing that I think folks tend to just kind of miss was that, because I think a lot of people got all caught up into this idea that it was a, that it was Joe Exotic versus Carol Baskin. And honestly, the gentleman, like, so for me, where, where it all kind of, kind of, what it all kind of boiled down to was they both were the same person <laughs> and they knew that they were the same individual and it was, you're taking an opportunity away from me, mm. so I'm going to do whatever I can to get to basically get you before you get me and that was the thing that i think people kept missing that people kept going oh carol baskin like no carol baskin was just as terrible as joe exotic so let's let's make sure that we put that on the line but because people were uh, saying how people were saying like oh she wanted to protect the animal like she was she was going after him because he was Mm -mm. mistreating the animals but then even in the first episode i was like 
she's got lots of cages and some shit going on that's not like good for the animals too and so she what? had them and it wasn't like that they were in cages that were like i mean when you start thinking about cages it wasn't like they they were in doc and uh, what is doc anson i think it's his oh, name the, or adler uh, or something one, like that yeah. Yeah, the third guy. It wasn't like that they were in like these lavish cages. Like when you think about it, it wasn't like they were in the Ritz Carlton of cages. <laughs> they were in the ghetto. They were in the hood. And both like in both cases, in both Carol's cases. Yeah. And I don't say the hood to be disparaging to folks who live in ghettos, but I'm saying like when you really think about it, they weren't well taken care of. They were being fed. Like that that was what I think that's what gooped me out of everything was when we started getting into how both Carol and this other gentleman was taking care of them, specifically Joe Exotic and the relationship he had with Walmart and the food. So Doc was saying that for, and that's what I think really, really kind of like really took me out of it all, like in the midst of it all. And I think that's the thing that people keep missing was that we have animals that are really not supposed to be here that are suffering because of two people who are so fucking greedy. And thinking about like, you know, Joe Exotic was like the first episode, like dancing around being like, oh, I can feed my, you know, animals on $3,000 a month. And he's feeding them old leftover Walmart food. And like, I'm going like, where and in like, like why? And then like, what's even more, what gooped me even more in that first episode was that, the people who were feeding the animals the old leftover Walmart meat were also eating the old leftover Walmart meat. And they were excited and celebrating it. So like, I don't know, like like I'm watching it and I'm going like, I don't really know what to make of this because I'm going, like I understand people like, and I understand what he was doing. Like he manipulated people who came like freshly like a lot of those people had just been out of jail that they were on drugs Mm -hmm. but when you really get into it it was like he was literally saying i will give you old walmart meat to work and like putting them in trailers and stuff so that was one thing that really took me down i think the other thing that really took me down was you know like looking when you when you take the joy and the fun out of the story because it is a mess to watch it is literally a train wreck I think for me, what really took me down or what made me really sad was this idea of like him literally preying on these two individuals who had drug addictions Uh and how he had a lot of issues too. And like, we weren't necessarily like making, we weren't really talking about how like both Carol and like Joe both had a lot of emotional issues and were using those animals as literally band-aids to the issues that they both had. But mm. I, 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 I don't, it's just a lot. Like for anybody, like it's just a lot. It's so much. Yeah. And then the country it's singing, so which wasn't really him, but they didn't nope. talk about that part in it. Like Mm-mm. he had a, he was lip syncing it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so he much. Was, so, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the final thing that like really kind of got me in all of this was like, I mean, as much as like, I understand, like, I mean, Joe Exotic is now saying that he was framed. Um, and I, 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 all, all I can do is laugh. That he, I thought they got yeah. him on tape. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he is like definitely. taking out a hit on. Uh huh. He basically is. And that's what necessarily got him. That's basically what ultimately got him got was the fact that he was on tape, basically saying that he wanted to take a hit out on Carol Baskin. And, I, I just, I don't, like, for me, it's just it's one of those things of, like, and I understand, like, he came after her money, 
and he was doing a lot of different things that he shouldn't have been doing and Carol was trying to bring that to light. I get it. But I think for me, it was just kind of like one of those things of like, that he had people in his circle going, leave her alone, stop. Like, leave her alone. Don't go after her. She'll come after you and you'll, you're gonna, and you're literally going to regret it. Mm -hmm. And he didn't stop. Like, he kept going after that woman. And I'm going to myself like, I just like, I don't, I wanted to like, my whole thing, like my entire time of watching the series, I just kept going. I want to know what's going on in that man's head. Like, I just want to know where his mind is and why it's that way. And I know part of it was drugs, but I kept asking myself, I want to know what is going on in his head. Last thing I'm going to say before we move on to our next point, the, the, the real gag for me, let's get that Walmart meat. Let's come back to that Walmart meat now. <laughs> When he opened that pizza parlor, I didn't catch it on the first episode, the first episode of the first time I watched the first round. When they were talking about that pizza parlor, he opens, I think it's in episode three or four. He t they talk about because so what ended up happening was <laughs> oh, Chad is just pizza messy. parlor too. I didn't know this part. Yes. Okay. So I'm let me let me school you real quick. So so he so there's an episode where the alligator they have like an alligator bar. There's an explosion in the alligator bar. <laughs> <laughs> of course of course there is uh-huh so what Natural leads up to or, this explosion <laughs> hold on hold on now you get ahead of yourself so what happens in the the alligator barn explosion is this mm. so he was filming so the show that he was filming in the first episode oh Come on, babies. The my, dog, are... my dog's got, going after something. Even my dog's sick of the yeah, they got, Right. <sighs> they got a lot to say. Um, So the first episode, they start talking about the show that he has. He has yeah. a show where he goes live every day at six o'clock, right? What they don't really talk about throughout the season, about the series, is that the, the show is recorded right behind where the alligator barn pit thing is, right? So they don't talk about that. In like episode three or four, there's this massive explosion and all of the video, all of the data, all of the stuff that he had been recording, because they said that he recorded the entire time he was on, like anytime, anywhere you were there, you were being recorded. So it, th there's this explosion. They come back in and they rebuild it. He is able to get donations. He's supposed to he get support from the community. All these people in Oklahoma basically help to rebuild the alligator thing. And word on the curb is Michael Jackson even at the time had alligators there that died when the explosion happened. <laughs> Rumor has it, right? Can it get any more weird? Rumor has it is that he was behind the explosion because for some reason or another, he at that time had already knew that he was being investigated by the FBI for a lot of the stuff he had been and been doing wrong. Michael or so that's Joe? The, or... Joe, oh. Joe Exotic. I thought Michael Jackson so Joe... bombed the alligator. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm probably doing a really shit job no, of explaining uh, it. It's just that even the actual facts are so weird that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So. So let's, let's, so the bombing happens, we rebuild, he creates a pizza shop. The thing that got me about the pizza shop was he is feet, he's using the same meat that he's no. getting from the Walmart truck and he is using it to on his pizzas and in all the stuff that he is serving in that pizza barn. Baby, when you, when I tell you, I almost threw the remote at the TV. 
This man was feeding people old expired meat at his pizza shack. I couldn't. I was done. Uh, I was, I said, oh, no, ma'am. I said, no, ma'am. Nope. So, yeah. Oh, man. It's just, it's a mess. It is an utter, complete mess. Yeah. I mean, I will eventually, I guess, finish this, but it's just like, it feels bad to me to watch this, like, in Donald Trump's America, because it's like... Yeah. And then he runs for president, mm-hmm. too, so it's like... Yeah, he does, <laughs> and loses. It's like... But he did. The, then he ran for mayor. Oh, then he ran for mayor of, of Oklahoma, too. It's like sure did. they're not that different, him and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Very much not. One had a lot of money, and then, I mean, th- that's kind of like... The way it's looked at is kind of like a poverty porn kind of thing. Like, oh, look at the poor people eating their Walmart. And I don't like that aspect of it. But it's just such a weird story that everyone is obsessed. That you can't help but be obsessed with it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just... Yeah. And And the ultimate gag is, I think, the other thing about it. Like, there have been moments throughout... The show, so I think that that's the other thing that people are kind of grappled to because in the first episode, he was walking around and he was talking about that, like he had a gun and he was telling mm. people that he didn't use the gun for the animals, that he used the gun for people, yeah. and so it's like he was basically saying he would shoot people before he would shoot an animal, and I'm thinking to myself like, who the hell is this man? Like, it's just it, there's just so many weird elements, and I think like for me as like. Yes, it's funny, and yes, there is an element for me of, like, escapism, right, where I can say, okay, let me go ahead and bask in this man's messed up kind of world so that way I can escape the fact that I'm stuck in my apartment for the next month that I have. But, like, it's just one of those things where it's just kind of like, like, that's the thing I think me and my husband kind of, like, looked at each other and was, like, kind of saying, like, this is middle America. Mm. Like, this is not, and this is middle America maybe a couple of years ago. Like, this isn't even, like, 2010-ish. This is, like, 2017, 2018. Because all of this took place between 2017, like, 2016 when he ran for president and, like, maybe a couple months ago. He was just, Mm. he was just given his 20-year sentence back in January. So, like, Throughout that time, they were doing all of that recording. And, like, Jeff Lowell, like, all of the people that were around him were just as terrible as he was. Is that the director, Jeff Lowell? No, Jeff Lowell was the man who came in and said that he was going to help him and ended up stealing that barn or stealing the the lion thing from him so there's this whole thing about yeah girl shady boots mama came in from las vegas and took that lion thing right from under him and basically told him oh i'm there to help you i'm there to help you ended up basically lion thing what does that mean what the whole lion place he took the whole place from him oh oh his his, girl his is it even called a zoo? What is it? It's I guess it's a zoo. I don't know. It was like a lion preserve. That's the way they basically branded it. But he so Jeff Lowe, so basically the 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 the, the thing around Jeff Lowe was right around episode three, right as as Jeff as right as Joe, sorry, Jeff and Joe, they're mm. I'm getting confused. Right around the time that Joe started having all of his legal issues with Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe came in and basically was saying, I can help you get out of this because I have the money to do it. And so because Joe not having the street smarts that he should basically trusted this guy and said, oh, well, if he, you know, because this man came in, this man came in stunting. This man came in and said, I have a mansion in Vegas. I have all of these businesses. I'm running this in Vegas, blah, 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 blah. Came in and like, I think he came in in a Ferrari. So like Joe Exotic is like enamored by this idea of like, 
Joe, I mean, Jeff is coming in and he's going to basically give me the money I need to like save me mm. from Carol Baskin, who is now suing him for not only defamation, but she's suing him for all these other things. Because I think at one point he incorporated his business to like look like hers and was using a very similar like logo and was using a very similar like. So yeah, he was just doing everything. Basically he was doing anything and everything he could to get under Carol Baskin's skin. And Carol having the money that she did, because let's talk about that. We Carol Baskin. To Carol. <laughs> we ain't even got to Carol yet girl i even want this whole episode to be about this and i have a feeling it's going to be <laughs> so we'll circle back to carol carol had money from a previous marriage mm. and so she had the money to be able to fight him we'll get to how she had that money in a second basically jeff Lowe knew that that joe didn't have the smarts and Joe didn't know that Jeff didn't have the money he was proclaiming to have because uh -huh. I guess Jeff had just gotten out of jail right around the time that they met. And Joe was under the assumption that this rich man was going to be able to help him when he was actually filing for bankruptcy and was like literally getting ready to have his all his cars and all his homes and stuff seized by the government. So basically the way the way that Jeff was able to like flip it and take it away from Joe was him able to come in and say, Hey, if you just put it in my name, the government can't basically when Carol wins her suit, uh, she won't be able to come after you because it's in my right. name. Joe being who he was and trusting as he was did that. And basically Jeff was able to steal uh, the entire preserve away. That's from a, him. I can smell that scam coming from a million uh, miles away. Joe, come on. This is, just, mm -hmm. this is just scammers on scammers on scammers. And that's basically what this entire show is. I, I, I told Jonathan, I said, so for me, like, what I find to be so interesting about all of this, and maybe this is kind of like the educational piece <laughs> of what I'm like trying, and maybe I'm trying to make this more than what it really is. But the way I was thinking about it was, was like, there's so many levels to crime and there's mm. so many different ways that like, specifically white people get away with crime mm. and it's just so interesting for me to watch mm. like i think that's what drew me into this was thinking about like i know people like i have friends who have parents that went to jail for like what i like to call like rich white people crime and then like i also know friends who have had parents go to jail for what i like to call like low white people crimes and like i feel like all of this was like low level white people crimes but yet for some reason netflix was able to like market it yeah. and be able to get you know what i mean so it's just it's a very interesting thing to me it's just so it's a very interesting phenomenon to me yeah i don't know why mm -hmm. also pause why are there so many tigers and lions here what that is the question <laughs> so that is the question. so it's like a booming business that they uh -huh. have enough for like lion sanctuaries or whatever mm -hmm. like why don't we just like take tigers back to like their natural habitat i mean i've never and liked I've... zoos in terms of that idea anyway correct but like correct why are there so many tigers running free or like why are in the midwest apparently and florida and that's the thing i can't seem to grasp like i'm like how is any of this legal? <laughs> yeah. like that literally like as i've been as i was watching the entire series that was the question i kept asking myself like how are these people like how is any of this legal yeah. So, like, I like, could just move to it? Oklahoma and buy, like, a hundred tigers or... Girl, I guess you could. 
<laughs> if you really wanted to start some sort of tiger business, you Do could. Do they import and the that's tigers the, or are they already here? I guess. I guess that they, I, I don't know. And that's the thing, too. Like, so Sorry, a lot of people don't know. I have a lot of know, logistical but questions. But no, you have, a, they're all very valid questions. Like, <laughs> even for me, when me and jo- me and my partner drive up to Vegas, there's like, so on like the 395, where we live, you can get to Vegas mm-hmm. in about two and a half, three hours. And there is a tiger preserve on the way there. And even for me, I'm thinking to myself, like, why is this here? <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't, like, every, and my husband's like, oh, I really want to go. And I'm like, yeah, but there's also part of me that's like, Again, why? why is this here? Like, I don't understand why we have lions and tigers that are from the wild here in America. Like, we don't need them yeah. here. Like, they don't need to be here. So, like, that's the thing I just don't seem to comprehend. Yeah. But, yeah. So, the real me, I guess the thing that everybody's probably waiting on me to get to is Carol Baskin and the the, the, the death of her second First second. Up. Think oh. It was her. Is it her first or second? Husband? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was her I think first it, and that the guy in the movie was her second, but maybe she had a husband before. Could have been. It could have been. I think I think I think it was her first husband. So her first husband, this man that she says now, so so there's some there's two parts to this. And again, I want to make it very clear that I'm not slut shaming when I make this comment. However, I'm just saying this is the tea and this is the information that I've been come to send to you. <laughs> so In the show, there is this whole moment where she's talking about her upbringing and her life and all of the problems that she had growing up in her family. She talks about, so I knew, I knew something was off when she said that two of her imaginary friends were two white cats. She said she had two white cats that were her imaginary friends. And I said, okay, baby, something ain't right. Like I literally, it says something in the milk ain't clean. So that kind of already put me on like notice of like, okay, mama's a little off. So then, and that's okay. We all got a little bit of issues, but we all got a little bit of baggage. So she says that she was, she was in, she was in a relationship with somebody, went off. It was her second husband. That's, that's how the story is. It is her second husband. She was married to some man, was having some moments with him where they, she wasn't happy, blah, 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 blah. She said she took a walk and this man who is the man that she ended up marrying the second time around, you know, basically was driving in his truck and stopped her and said, Hey, do you need a lift? And she said, you know, go away. And then he came back again. It was like, I really don't want you out here by yourself. And, um, and, and then she got in the car and said she held a gun to him to where she got, went to, when they got to where they needed to go. And then eventually they got in a relationship and she ended up marrying Wait, him. Wait, he held a gun to her and then they got... She held a gun to him oh. in the truck when they met. Oh. That's what okay. she says. However, in Florida... Where they met, somebody I saw on social media said that that street that they met on is not a street where you just randomly go walk down. Basically, it's a street where people do the whole stroll. Which, oh. again, I'm not against the whole stroll. If you want to make your money, make your money the way you want to make your money. However, I'm just saying that um, people are saying that the way that she met her second husband is a little, 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 it's a, it's a little sketch. Okay. So she meets her second husband, they get married, and then like I guess they have children and then all of a sudden um things basically start to kind con- of no, well actually I don't think they, they had any children. I think she had I think she might have had children from the first marriage, but I don't think she had married had children with him. However, he had children from his first marriage because he ran off with Carol and and left the mother and the other daughter kind of out, like out in the wind. Lo and behold, 
like I say all of this to say, basically he goes missing. Like on this random Monday in the summer, he goes missing. And people are saying, what happened to him, Carol? And she's going, I don't know. He was supposed to go to Costa Rica. He had all of these, all of these things figured out, blah, 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 blah. And everybody's looking at her being like, um, how does a person just randomly go missing? Specifically even thinking that they were able to find his van after he went missing. This woman hmm. waited five years to report him missing to the police. And okay. when they did, when they did, they basically were saying like they wanted to do an investigation. They wanted to do all of this stuff. She wouldn't let them. And like they wanted to like investigate her meat grinder. They wanted to do all of this investigation on her stuff and she wouldn't let them. And so what got me was her whole, like, she was just extremely flippant about the way that everything went down. So I know people that have like said to me, like, I think she killed him. And I go, possibly. However, I'm one of the people that I feel like something more sinister was happening. And he ducked out and left her with a ton of money and said, I'm out. And like, I think that there was some sort of mutual agreement between the two mm. of them that he was like, I don't want anything to do with whatever you're doing. So I'm out of here and here's your money and leave me alone. Because in the documents, I'm a, I'm a, this will be my last point before we move on. In the documents that they found, what was so odd about it was it wasn't like in the like in his will it didn't say something to the avail of like in the the case of like if i die or if i get you know bit by an animal or blah 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 it was something like if i disappear that was the verbiage that was hmm. used in his will if i disappear all of this money goes to you and so people are going is that normal verbiage and everyone is like no that's not so where everyone's going, well, why would you write that in your will if if, if there's nothing sketch around it? So, huh. so Carol Baskin is something else. She's just, she's, in my opinion, just as bad as Joe Exotic. Whew. Well, maybe they'll do an expose on her for the next season. I hope so. It would be nice. I would, I would love to see her ass go to jail too. <laughs> Put them all in jail. Put, that has been my whole thing. Like send them all. Doc, her, her husband, Joe Exotic, the people that helped Joe Exotic, uh, Jeff Lowe, send all they asses to jail. <laughs> all of them. Oh my god. All goodness. of them. It That's is just... just a mess. So there is that. So that is the, the, the that is all I have to say on Tiger King. If you haven't watched it, maybe you're better for it. If you have watched <laughs> it, you probably know what I'm already talking about. Um but yeah, that's pretty much it. So I was going to ask you, is there well, anything? I know. Yeah. Any other things before we move on? No. I mean, that's no. That's a lot. Yeah. For 20 that's minutes a, of me talking about that damn show. That's a lot to digest and, and <laughs> deal with. Ciao. I don't know. And then the know. other level is just how like it's become, like I said earlier, like it's just become this whole thing that like mm -hmm. now. Yeah is this huge cultural yeah mm -hmm. moment moment which is weird but it's just like part of the reality tvification of everything so i guess well, we shouldn't be surprised no and i think that's the other thing too like when you give people so i mean that's something i think we're we're missing like 
you have a lot of people who, like myself, were so busy with, like, being out of their house that they haven't had really time to, like, sit down and watch. Like, I know for me, like, when I was doing the math, like, I was spending anywhere between, like, 10 to 15 hours a week in the car going back and forth mm -hmm. between my job when I, when I did have to commute. And so, like... That was time that I honestly, like, when I'm, by the time I would get home on, like, say, for instance, a Friday night, I didn't get home from work till 11 o'clock on Friday night. That was, like, I didn't really ever get a chance to sit down and, like, like binge watch television. And so now I can do everything I need to do for work at, between the hours of, like, 8 a.m. and, like, 11 a.m. And then I have the rest of the day to really just be home. You know, people are going to watch. And then if people yeah. every, and it's just, a, it's a thing. Like everyone's online, everyone's on Netflix, everyone's watching the same stuff. So it's just ultimately a whole system of people being like, you know, why not, you know, escape from how terrible our lives are by taking joy in how terrible someone else's life is. So yeah, it's really sad, it's, but it's, it's real. The scary thing is it's going to just get like wilder and wilder because now the next show will have to outdo this yep. storyline. I mean, I know they're really happening too, but mm -hmm. it's going to have to get even, you well, know, like and if I all could those offer... dating shows. The, I just saw mm -hmm. one where it's like, you know, The Bachelor, people date and like outlandish things happen. But then there was like one that says it's a limited series where they're all musicians yeah. dating each other and have to sing together. I'm like, what else can you just add to this stupid list of things <laughs> that is ma makes no sense? Like mm -hmm. in what world, uh, a house full of musicians singing, shut up. Just yeah. Like, what? Yeah. So no, I was even thinking, so a big part of it, and I think if you really want to get down to the schematics of like where this came from. So did you watch that documentary called Don't Fuck With Cats? No, but I thought I heard... So when Tiger King came out, I was like, what's going on with Netflix and Cats? Because yeah. they had that one. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know if it was like more of the same or whatever. But that one was a weird one, too. Well, yeah. Right? And so, like, I mean, I, I won't spend as much time on that one. But it was just as odd. It was literally just a... It's 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 literally a spiral of like this. It's poor, and I, I I honestly have to say like I did stick with it, and I do feel bad for the gentleman who was involved. Basically, it was about this gentleman who was basically obsessed with becoming famous, and he was wanting to do anything and everything that he could to get media attention. Like he was just a media whore. Um, mm. and 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 ultimately, what ended up happening towards the end of the series, what I won't I won't give too much away. What you find out is that he ends up watching a film that basically encourages him to do what he does to get the media attention that he was looking for. And what he does is very, 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 very gruesome in relation to animals. And so I say all of mm. that to say, like, I think that show, like knowing that that series did so well, I think now you have Netflix going, well, what's what's the next story that we can do that's going to get people to watch in the same way, like to be so viscerally connected because I'll be very transparent, like watching the Don't Fuck With Cats, it literally had the same recipe, like the same recipe mm. that Joe, like the, the whole like Tiger King did, it had the same recipe. Like by the time I got to the ep like the third episode, I was watching going, okay, 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 okay. What? Like that's literally what happened by the third episode. And it was literally the same exact formula. So, I mean, mm. they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's that on that. But, um, 
yeah, so we're going to move on. I know we have a few other things. I was going to talk a little bit about, um, we'll talk more. I'll get into other things that we're watching a little bit later down the line. But I was going to ask you, are you keeping up with the battles, the the music rap battle things that are happening? No, I've watched, I haven't been watching them, but I've been watching people's reaction mm-hmm. or people's tweeting, live tweeting of them. Yeah. Because they're all, they're all taking place on Instagram or something. Yeah, right? they have been taking place on Instagram. So I guess there there are conversations of people talking about they want to move them off of Instagram because I guess Instagram only limits, like, Instagram has basically some sort of filter or something in place that once you get to a certain amount of time, you have to disconnect to reconnect again. And a lot of folks are saying that they were really upset that they would be halfway through the battle and they would have to disconnect to reconnect. So I don't know what platform they're going to move it to. I don't know if anything's going to change. I did hear that I know that uh, Babyface and Teddy Riley were supposed to do one on Sunday and then that one got canceled. Oh, yeah, it got postponed slash canceled. Um, But I was I did I did log on for the one that took place this weekend with um, uh, I think it was T-Pain and Lil Jon. And I will say that I was so I was I was really excited because a lot of those songs reminded me of like my college years. However, Mm -hmm. I was so disappointed with both of them, actually, specifically when T-Pain played the song by R. Kelly. And then when I found out Mm. that Lil Jon is an anti-vaxxer. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. So that happened. That happened. So just letting everyone know that Lil Jon is an anti-vaxxer. Are they performing the songs or are they just play or like like live performing them or just like playing the records so they so basically it's kind of like remember the thing that we did with the beyonce like brackets the little Mm -hmm. bracket thing that we both did and you basically start off with like your songs it's basically them them basically like battling what their what the best songs are and when you get to the 20th song kind of like the little beyonce bracket that we did when you get to the 20th song it's all about how many people on the actual live will come to that song to actually say like that song won so i think like I know that the last songs that they both played were songs that people on Twitter were saying were awful. But like, I know for T-Pain at one point, he had like won one of the brackets because of the song Booty Work. And then like, I remember like, um, I remember Little John winning for, uh, someone was saying like, even though people hate that shot song, that was one of the songs that won because it was one of the most popular songs. So it's just, it's ultimately kind of like the, the mm. more viewership you have and the more engagement you have is what ultimately determines which song wins hmm. but like these rec- these record producers are locked up in the house just like we are so why not yeah yeah, yeah. it's a mm-hmm. creative way to mm-hmm. to pass, pass the, time. the time when you've got no mm-hmm. what, nobody's got basketball games or whatever else people are watching during yep. this time yep 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 and then we have the old the 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 old karen debate that's happening online what are your thoughts on that I mean, I I love a good Karen. Like, I love to call someone Karen. (laughs) It's just so stupid. It's just so stupid what, I guess, like, white women can get upset about during (laughs) this Mm -hmm. whole thing. It gives them one more thing to be mad about. Did it just start with that one woman who I guess is like a writer or something being like, isn't care like British woman, white I woman guess. saying something. I, I think it did, but I think I, I mean, they, had... they do this a lot, but it, mm-hmm. it never goes kind of, I mean, I remember in the past people have been like, Oh, saying, 
Oh, who was my favorite when he got called white and was crying at the Popeye's chicken at um, the airport? What? He was an, he was an old Amer- <laughs> <laughs> he was an old American Idol contestant, like some no. has been guy. And he remember, and then he went on the news crying because he said he was discriminated against. Bo Bice. Bo Bice was his name. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to look that up. But go and on. And like he was at the airport in Nashville or Georgia or Atlanta somewhere and was at Popeyes and the woman oh. um the woman behind the counter or something someone was like who's number da 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 and she goes that white boy over there oh and he broke down crying and he broke down well not even then he cuz then he went on the news like he tweeted about <laughs> it or something he's like i will not stand by and let people be called out for you know so like white being called white boy is a slur like shut up no, it's not. And then, <laughs> and then he did the round of the local news crying about it. Wow. Liter- literally crying. And I, it's just like, are you serious? So, but it never kind of like, this has gone all viral. Because again, we're all home with nothing to do except yell at the lady that's mad about, <laughs> Car- mad about Karen, even though her name's not Karen. Her name's right. Julie. Right. So I guess we'll start calling everyone Julie now. Or, yeah. Because she said something that was not just like, it's a slur. It was like, it's classist. How is it classist? I don't know. I don't know. Karen- I, her whole her, her whole entire way that she framed it in the tweet made me go like, where is she? What is she going? <laughs> like, I don't understand where this is going. But I think, so this is like, this is something that I have been like really watching on social media per se. And it might end up becoming another whole, another episode that we may do later on down the line. But it's something I've I've been watching and I've been saying to a lot of people around me. There are a lot of white people, specifically British white people who really <laughs> want to be oppressed. Mm. And it's just so interesting to mm. me, the ways that white people specifically british white people want to frame oppression and want to talk about it like i had tweeted last night and then people like literally tried to come swarming into my my mentions i had made a statement last night i said you know black and brown people have been colonized we've been you know slave like we've been enslaved like we've had to deal with every single form of oppression you name and then you call someone karen and automatically like your feelings are hurt like literally can we not do that and i think like ultimately like as i'm watching this woman fall apart over the terminology of karen and the word of karen it's like you're literally just proving our point like karen is literally what you're doing like you literally are doing what like, we you're being a karen you're like... be- <laughs> you're being a karen like there's a difference and i mean like excuse my language but there's a difference between being like the n-word like saying the n-word and what that <laughs> pe- that piece means like Karen and the N-word will never have the same range. Ever. Ever. They will never have the same range. So you being a Karen and me calling you Karen is something very different than you calling me the N-word or calling someone else another slur related to their race. Let's not. (laughs) It's just... It's just so interesting. We could... I mean, this could become like some whole episode of... Yeah, the idea that people want to feel oppressed that aren't oppressed. There's a lot of ways I see that that Mm -hmm. some that might be unpopular with like the woke crowd, but I see it. I I, I see it happen in a lot of ways, but this is a very clear example of like, yes, women as a class, as a group, women 
mm-hmm. have less have less power than men as a group, right? If we just right. take that easy men versus women thing, but then you have to break each one up around race and class and sexuality, you know, all the different things. And it's yeah. just like, it's not, but then it becomes this oppression Olympics thing, like where you really mm-hmm. want to... So for your floor routine, you want to play the Karen card. So it becomes <laughs> it's like floor routine. Yes. <laughs> no, it's like this. If if we're if we're doing the oppression Olympics, like you come out and your big stick it landing is being like Karen. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not a thing. That's yeah. not. You haven't been oppressed by it. You haven't been like violently. Well, I mean, being a Karen is not going to keep you from getting a job. Like, being Karen is not going to keep you, like, it's not getting, like, you're not going to get arrested for it. And I think that that's the thing I think a lot of white people, not even white people, but black people who cape for white people that way too, miss in these scenarios. Because I saw someone else on Twitter being like, we need to just stop calling each other names. And then, like, if we stop doing that, then ultimately everyone can get along. And it's like, like no. Okay, Steve. Right, like, yeah. Like, like okay, really, Uncle Tom. Like, like, like let's, oh. if you really <laughs> (laughs) really want to talk about it let's let's call it what it is but like I'm thinking to myself like it's just one of those things for me where it's just kind of like like I said like being called and that's the thing I I I don't and maybe we are getting into the sandbox and we we probably just will but like I think that's the thing that really bugs me about this whole conversation around this is that people tend to miss that being called white is not a slur like it's just a description it is not being called black isn't a slur it's a description it is a description however the intonation of how people sometimes use black is where we have the problem me saying that you are white will never ever oppress you true ever right ever like it's just it's not going to happen and so that's the thing i think that really drives me up the wall when i see white people fall apart around conversations of like that person called me white or that person named my (laughs) white privilege or that person called me karen it will never do anything to you ever ever it's only recently they did this with becky too when Uh of course because um whatever everyone had to get mad like why is she calling becky like oh that's how you're reading it i guess that then you see some of yourself in becky if you hello if you have such a problem with that but Mm -hmm. it's like only recently has not that it's being oppressed but it's like only recently has karen risked losing a job for being vocally a Karen in public and like calling calling the police on a little black girl selling water bottles or something right. like Karen why you why do you need to do that like why yeah. <laughs> mind your business so mind because, your business Karen yeah like, and that's so funny because me and my husband will be out and we'll look and we'll see women and my husband will go I bet you she's Karen and I'm like yep she's definitely a Karen and it's just it's <laughs> not even this idea of like trying to be mean towards women specifically white women it's just funny not only is it funny but white women put themselves in that situation to be called Karen and if you really so really this is what it comes down to if you just minded your fucking business How many times have I said this? I mean, you can put a clip together on this show of how many times I've said, mind your fucking business. Yeah. The number one characteristic of a Karen is not minding your business. Well, Hello. The first number one is being a white woman. But then the second 
characteristic is minding, not minding your business. So if you mind your business, if you you just minded your fucking business, it's not even, I don't even, it's not even mind your business anymore. It's mind your fucking fucking business. business. Like it's just, we're so over it. And so you get mad that someone called you Karen, but if you would have just minded your business and shut up and went on about what you were doing, I wouldn't have to call you Karen. Like that woman, that woman that coughed on me was a Karen because she's mm-hmm. not paying attention. She's not looking at considering anyone else's situation or issues. She's just doing Correct. whatever the fuck she pleases. And that's a Karen. Correct. Correct. I mean, usually there's like, I'm a white dude. It's not like she's, you know, whatever. There's, the usual, people... there's usually racial yeah. issues at play as well. Uh huh. But... Yeah. But I'm even thinking the women who go out of their way to make other people's lives a living hell. And that's the thing that I yeah. tend to it's always. Like the talk to your manager kind of. Uh huh. The woman who, who goes into a store and, like, for instance, in a case like now, right, goes into a Target knowing that everyone is already under a lot of duress and is working, you know, at capacity and not feeling like they're valued. And then instead of you being like, oh, I don't don't know what the price is on that so whatever they bring it up as is what i'm going to accept you pitch a fit because you believe mm. it's 14.99 when in reality it's 17.99 that's a karen like that that mm-hmm. for me is a karen and so that's what i don't think people get right like you don't just get called karen like black people are not walking around being like hi karen ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the same way that you walk around going what's up n-word ha 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 like yeah. you have to do something or you have to create a situation for a black or brown mm. person to want to respond to you as Karen. Can mm-hmm. you not? Can you mm-hmm. not? So. I had yeah. two Karens. Um, we had two Karens at the little cafe that I work at mm-hmm. um, this past week. One, um, I mean, I don't know if they're white. This was all, this all took place over the phone, which, <laughs> which can still be a good indication. But mm-hmm. one um, lady had ordered some chili Um you know, she she just had some chili for dinner or for lunch actually, and we got a call five hours later um, that her chili was cold, and we said, um, "Karen, did you eat it five hours later?" <laughs> like, w- of course it's cold now, but you oh. have a you have a microwave, right? My I mean, neck. and thank goodness my um, boss is. Because he owns a place, so he's mm-hmm. he's my friend. So I I work there more than I should to help out. Well, not should, but whatever. Right. Um, and he's like had it too, because just people are like, the service industry is bad on a on a good day when everyone's healthy and it's not a global pandemic. It's right. even it's even worse now. And I believe it. It's just like, why are you calling us five? What do you want us to do about it? Do you want some more chili now? Do you have a microwave where you can put it in? You know, what's the point of because he'll say, like, you know, my workers are, you know, risking their lives to deliver you your food. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. do you have a microwave? Like, whatever. And then some other woman called and, you know, we have been there's a sign that says, you know, a 20 percent gratuity is added because nobody can come in and out of restaurants. I mean, it's like this most everywhere, but some states, depending on where you're listening, still you can go into an into a coffee shop, order your coffee. Mm-hmm. sit sit down that's very not many states anymore but you know we don't even have the door open to the public you can call right. on the phone and order something or you can order online and pick it up on the curb where we put it out for you because people are trying to mitigate you know all of this business mm-hmm. and so there's a sign that says you know 20 percent gratuity is added to 
to, to checks Which in this fair. time. It's, it's, you know, automatic just because it's tough, you know, baristas aren't getting tips and da, 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 da. And part of their, you know, their hourly wage is lower. So they re- rely on tips a lot of time, blah, blah, blah. We all know how this works. Right. Um, so some woman ordered a sandwich and a coffee. It came to like $10 and you know, the 20% gratuity added $2. Um, she called us up because her bank statement didn't match what the, the menu said. And we said, you know, we add, we add 20% gratuity. And she goes, I think that's illegal. And she requested we refund her the $2. I don't know. You know, I don't mean to make light of this because I don't know anyone's financial situation. But if you can afford right. it, if you can afford a $10 delivery and not the $2 tip, then, you know, maybe we have a problem. Check, recheck your priorities. But it, I just, I just cannot fathom the, the Karen-ness of calling into a restaurant and demanding <laughs> demanding that your $2, $2 tip is refunded to you. The $2 that has to be split between two baristas and a cook in the back room. Right. Like, right. And just, and just pitching a fit about that at this particular time, at any yeah. time, really, but especially yeah. at this particular time. Right, I, right. And that's, that's the idea. Like, you are so privileged... Mm-hmm. That y- that you just will do this, like you don't care whose life you hurt. Right. You don't care what right. kind of frustration you give to everyone else. Yeah. You will do this, like wow, wow. Yeah, and so you know what? So you know, so we don't go super long. I think we are in the playground now. We are, we're... <laughs> yeah, we're in the playground, and I think I'm gonna go Karen ahead and start with to my. The playground? She did, and I think for me, like that's been like my biggest thing. Like, okay, so a great example of this was like, um, me and my husband. At least once a week, we've been trying to be more mindful about like how much we eat out because again, we're at home. You know, right. we're sitting at home snacking all day. We probably right now it's raining really bad, so we can't get out and take our walks and all of this stuff, right? So. Yeah. Like last week we ordered KFC and I, I get, I get a lot of shit for being somebody who <laughs> loves KFC. I think KFC is fantastic. I know their chicken is gross. I know their, I know that a lot of the stuff that they do is not the most eff, you know, it's not the efficacy behind how KFC operates is probably extremely terrible. Sure. Facts. It's fair. I love KFC though. They're um, not Chick-fil-A though. They're not so. Chick-fil-A. Right. So <laughs> I love KFC and, um, I ordered from them and I ordered a box. Like I ordered the big box and I usually order the big box the same way. I always get a breast and I get two thighs. That's my thing. Um, And so, you know, the box came and the person delivered it and he left it at our doorstep. I gave them the tip and I, you know, he left. And, you know, ultimately, like when I opened my box, it was only a breast and a thigh, right? And so I was thinking to myself, like I was really perturbed. And my husband was like, well, are you going to call the KFC? And I was like, well, I could call the KFC. However, I ordered through DoorDash, so let me contact DoorDash and just mm. kind of let DoorDash know, like, hey, when I got my food, it wasn't right. Door, I did, I did exactly that. I contacted DoorDash. DoorDash gave me a credit and said, next time you order for KFC, you'll have a five ninety nine credit. Okay, fantastic. Like yeah. my, like my gripe, how what what that all circles back to, right? Are the people like right now? Like I get it. It is a frustrating time for everybody. Like it is a front very frustrating time for everybody especially people like for instance my brother who you know and I'm not trying to bring the mood down but like my brother works in you know a grocery store and Mm. there are not days that I'm not worried about him and all the interactions he has with people specifically knowing that there was just a grocery store over by where I live where there was a fight that broke out between a meat person and um 
and a person in like an actual shopper. And so when I think about that kind of stuff, like I worry a lot for my brother, not only because of the way people are going up, but also too like, because of the safety, you know, COVID issue. Like my point is like, we really need to stop being assholes. Like (laughs) my whole point, like my whole point in today's like gripe in the sandbox is like, we really, I just really wish people would be a little more kind, a little like, like be just a little more like give people a little bit more space and, and find ways and reasons to literally too. Literally. Yeah. Like space, (laughs) give people the space to like, to literally be like, okay, I get it you're having to be here at this job that you probably don't want to be at because you're afraid or you're terrified of what could potentially happen, but yet you're here. Let me back up and let me check my own privilege and my own self in this. Because again, like I, I mean, I get the luxury and that's the thing I have to like check myself on. Like I'm very fortunate that yes, I've had to do a lot of backflips around my job right now. Like teaching mm. there have been, I literally just got an email right now about something that they've changed. Like literally yeah. every Monday there's a new change and I love my job. I love the people I work with. And it can be very, very frustrating when you have, I because I teach four classes. I teach almost maybe about 56 students. It can be extremely hard when you have 56 students on Zoom looking at you going, what the fuck, right? Like right. that's literally their face. What the fuck is happening? And you're it's having way to- way different than the in-person uh-huh. interactions and like mm-hmm. the way it taxes you. I totally, yeah, it's-, it's yeah an important point that people don't yeah. get like, oh, you're doing the same thing. Why no. is it any different? No. It's totally <laughs> no. different. Yeah. And so I'm, I say all of that to say, I'll get to my point. My point is like, I have to sometimes step back and recognize that I'm still in a very privileged position to know that I can sit at this desk in front of a computer and take my orders from my supervisor and try to implement them the best way that I can with my students when I know that there are people who are going to work and interacting with like the public in a way that they don't want to interact. So I just, my whole thing is just be nice. Be like, just be kind. Like we are in a very dark time. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. So we've said that when times have been not great, but better than Mm -hmm. they have been now without like, this whole dark cloud of COVID-19 everywhere you look or touch or do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just like so surprising to me. You know, everyone's like, oh, it's it's during these hard times, the hardest times when the human character shines through. And I'm like, where are you looking? <laughs> because... All I see are assholes. Yeah, yeah. Where is this yeah. happening? Or like yeah. in New York, they've taken to erupting in claps and cheers mm-hmm. from house from like your house out the window for the the healthcare workers. And I'm like, yeah. that's cute, but I don't think anyone working in a hospital cares that we're doing that. Maybe right. like donate some masks or, and, or or even or give them or or put together like you know and I, I mean I want to shout that out like I mean I was gonna wait till we get to the end of the episode but mm. I think we're pretty much there like <laughs> I wanted to shout out you know uh, there's a, a gentleman online that goes by the name of Joseph like he's doing a very very noble thing where he is raising money and he's giving people he's using the hashtag rent relief and he's helping people mm. get money 
for, you know, whatever they need money for. Like that for me is the stuff that I think that the people really want to see, right? Like yeah. when you when you go to Target and, you know, someone is working at Target and like, so for instance, I mean, not trying to like big up myself, but I remember a couple of weeks right around this time when it started, right? I knew that there were people in Target who were really stressed out. So there was a Target worker that was working in front of me and I said, you know what? I got your coffee. Don't even worry about it. Mm. And she was like, oh my God, really? And I was like, yeah, really. I know what you're dealing with. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I think people really want right now. Like, they want yeah. money. They want help. They want access to, like, or they want people to just be nice to them. Mm. And I don't think, I mean, claps are cute, but you're right. Like, give them money. Give them something that's tangible. So, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't necessarily be up to us as just, like, random citizens. Like, the government mm. should be fucking... There are... We haven't even talked about that, but there are no... <laughs> no adequate ways to describe how horrendously the government has fucked up yeah, this yeah. response and and pitted states against other states. Like, whatever. That's a whole yeah. other story and I don't want to talk about that orange blob of a Mm-hmm. lying I think piece of everybody, trash. yeah. I think everybody has just had right. it with him at this point. But like you're saying, mm-hmm. what people, what really can change someone's day is like, a coffee or whatever you know i i like to you're saying about ordering you know i'm trying to order less too because it creates less contact but again i want to support local businesses that are yeah that are uh, still trying to do something um and so if i do order i try and order like enough a big a big amount so that there's like leftovers for a couple days and mm-hmm. and tip really big too and whatever at, yes at, tip at the, people tip at the tip cafe people <laughs> at the cafe i work at we have a thing on seamless where you can buy a lunch for a medical professional and we take oh that's cool we, we have a bunch of hospitals that we go to every week and drop off like a hundred meals for mm-hmm for the the doctors and because you know they're working like 36 hour days and yeah just having that to like grab something to eat is it's not changing anything it's not going to save the world but it's at least going to make life look up one percent easier for someone right. that's going through a yeah, lot of shit i mean shit. if i was in that situation where i'm stressed <laughs> out and i'm tired and someone's like here here is a meal right i wouldn't be complaining so yeah. it's it's gonna make a difference regardless of how you how you do it or how you you know how yeah. whatever form it comes in and so those little things and then so yeah. it just it just throws into stark relief even more that when you call to complain that your chili was a little cold it's like right there are some other things going on right now and we are sorry we're we're sorry that it took a little longer to get to you or something. Right. But also you called us six hours after it was delivered. So of mm. course it's cold now. Um, yeah. And some people, like I said, I just think that there are people in this world who love to be miserable and we're seeing the worst of that now. And I'm, I'm just praying that it ends, but um, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And so, yeah. Do you have any other, do you have anything <laughs> for, your, for the sandbox this week? Oh no, I, I just, I just went in with you too there. It, that was my, <laughs> I think that was mine too. Cause honestly, what will also, <laughs> mm-hmm. also, I mean, people should be nice. People should be, you know, very considerate, kind. If you're ordering food tip as much as you can, I know not everyone has the tons money, of money, yeah. but it, 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 a 20, a 25% tip when you might only give 15 really goes a long way. You don't even know when you like, the driver looks at that receipt and is like, oh, wow, this is more than I thought. Um, mm-hmm. 
conversely, when you only tip like 5%, it also goes <laughs> just as much right. the other way when someone yeah. is like, well, fuck you, because I don't really yeah. want to deliver this to you either. Um, but also just like follow all the rules. Don't be outside either. I, I New York is hard because it's like, you know, as, as people moved west, they spread out. So there's like right. a little bit more space. New York, we're all on top of each other and packed in so much. But it's like, I want to, I, I go out to take walks sometimes by myself with headphones. Mm-hmm. Just, just listen to music, put on a bandana over my face, try not to bother anyone. But the amount of people I see that are just like taking up the sidewalk, talking, chatting with their friends, eight different people talking with each other. Like, that's not what social distancing means that's not what you know they say it's okay to do like solitary exercise that means one person running not a whole family renting the city bikes and Mm -hmm. And going on a bike ride right I know you're in your house together with all these people close in close quarters but that doesn't mean you all should be out together at the same time too I just Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't I mean, I I have some hope, but every time I go out and see all this going on again, I'm just like, well, and it happens when the weather is nice. So it's going to ha- start happening more and more now in New right. York, especially in- at the end of April. And they're saying like right now, like, like the not, worst. Not, they're saying the next two weeks are supposed to be the worst. And like my husband got on my case because this morning I was actually going to go to Starbucks. And, you know, last night he was like, you know, you shouldn't be going out at all. And I'm yeah. going, you're right. And so like I I woke up this morning and I made myself like a shake slash smoothie. So that way I could like get over that Frappuccino yeah. craving that I had. <laughs> but like it's one of those things like it's like yes like follow the rules and i'm gonna and i'm trying i'll be very honest like i'm trying my best to not go out unless i really have to go out Mm -hmm. but you know i get it i get it It, we're all we're all tired of being in the house when you really think about it a lot of us have been in the house for almost three weeks at this point Mm -hmm. and it's 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 a that's a long time considering people like us who are in and out of the house all the time but you know we got to do what we got to do so we can get out of here and that's literally what i keep reminding people like if we don't do what we're supposed to do we're gonna be here either it's worse, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be here even longer. So, all right. Well, that wraps up another episode of Learn. I don't know if you all took anything away from this episode, but it was fun for me <laughs> to be able to go off about my thoughts and that's um, enough, around really. everything. And it really that's is enough. enough. Now. Yeah, honey, do you have any, um, do you have any um, <laughs> announcements? No, because we can't. <laughs> We can't do anything and we can't go anywhere. So I have no announcements. I heard that. You can, yeah. you can still um you can still buy my book online if you wanna um Yes, buy read, his book. Read it. Read uh learn about Beyonce and 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 some black feminist writers and mm-hmm. maybe ways to be better people in the world. You can buy my book. Um, you ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah, you have read nothing else to do. Yeah, you buy can the book to the and songs. read it. You can follow through, do the chapter, watch the video, do a little. Is it ever going to be on Audible? Um, I don't know. We talked about um an audio version at one point, but then it kind of died at okay talks between me and the publisher and whatever. There was some behind the scenes stuff where my original editor no longer works there, and that she was who I was working with on that. So that's fair. I don't know because I would like it to be, but mm. we'll see. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, yeah. Um, well, I mean, kind of I'm in the same place. Um, did want to announce uh, or letting people know I do have a column now with uh, mm. Grinders new website. It's called You Better Work. And it's um, I did an expose of a um, 
black, uh, I would say a black doctor here in LA who's been doing a lot of work around COVID and his movement and things of that nature. And I'm getting ready to work on another uh, piece where I'm reaching out. So I'm just basically looking for LGBTQ queer people of color um, who are doing really amazing things both on and off the screen. That's the whole concept of You Better Work. So I'm really excited for that. Doing a couple of online trainings too. Zoom has been a thing. So, I mean, that has been like my, my like way of like um, kind of keeping the lights on while COVID, you know, tries to come up and snatch all of my glory. I've been doing a lot of teach-ins and a lot of things online. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So I'll yeah. keep folks um, abreast of it on social. But other than that, I'm still here just trekking along. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been fun. And uh, again, thank you all for listening. Please tell your friends to subscribe and uh, we will continue to keep bringing you new content as long as we are here to do so. With that being said, take care of yourself and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>